It's all right. Good morning to you. Praying that you're happy to be here. Praying that you're thankful to God that he woke you up to have the mind to be here. I can't think of a better place to be other than heaven. But I'm in no rush. I'd rather leave it on God's time than for me to interfere with anything. When the appointment comes, I'm sure I'll be on time. And he will know where to find me. The scripture text was read into your hearing from 1 Timothy chapter 3. And as you find your way there, we want to welcome those who are visiting with us today. If you're not a member of the Church of Christ, we hope and pray something will be said to challenge your thinking and cause you to examine the scriptures and to examine what is presented to you today from God's word that you may see if you are truly in the faith. And we hope and pray that you will find it necessary in your heart to hang around, ask questions about what is presented, any questions about the worship, about what we do, that's what we're here for, to give an answer concerning your search and concerning matters of your soul salvation. So, yes, I said ask questions. We're not offended by you asking questions because your soul is at stake. And for something that will have an eternal effect on you, you would think you should be able to ask questions about it. Amen. Amen. So one thing for certain, I want to make sure I don't have any second guess or misleading information about when I die. I want to know that I'm saved. And God has left it so we can know. We can know. We're we're, we're charged to make our calling and election sure and God has provided all of the necessary information needed for us to know. So don't leave this life. Better yet, don't leave this building today guessing, wondering, uncertain. Leave here knowing that you are saved. And you can base that knowledge on the scriptures, in the scriptures, And know for sure you are saved. Don't leave it to some man to lead you. Know for yourself that you are saved. Because you're going to stand in judgment one-on-one with the Lord. And you won't be able to point fingers and blame anybody else. Because you need to make your calling. And your election sure. It's important to you. And first... Timothy chapter 3 as Paul writes and he's laying out the qualifications for elders, for deacons and outlining the necessity of order that must take place in the church and these men being qualified for these positions must first demonstrate they fit the uh, criteria to lead God's people and oversee the operation and the order of the church. But our focus this morning is 
not so much on the qualifications of elders and deacons. I want to direct your attention to verse 16. I mean, verse 15. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou ought to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Talking about the Lord's church. Yeah. Talking about the house of God. Yeah. And how we ought to know how to behave ourselves in it. And how we as members of God's church. The Lord's church. We should recognize as Paul referred to it is the pillar of truth. In other words it is upheld not with the teachings and traditions of man. This church is unique all about itself. The purchaser Jesus purchased it with his blood prophesied all through the Old Testament of its coming. Christ is the savior of it. He's the head of it. Ephesians 5. Folks, the uniqueness and the beauty of this church is just astounding within itself. And being that it's such a glorious church, we ought to know how to behave ourselves when we come in it. When we become members of it. But even more, we need to always keep first and foremost in our minds its mission. And not allow ourselves to become distracted. And to lose our way of what the number one mission of the church is. Now keep in mind, when we're talking about the church, we're talking about the body of it, the members. This building is the meeting place where the church comes. This is just a physical structure. We, as living beings, make up the body of Christ who have obeyed the gospel and baptized for the remission of our sins and added by Christ himself into it at chapter 2. We are the church. And that's why I say we need to make sure that we keep in mind the number one mission of the church and not try to duplicate or imitate what we see other religious people and organizations doing out in the world. The Lord's church is special of itself. With Christ being the head, with Christ being the purchaser, what he purchased this uh, church with, his own blood, it cannot become any more special than that. And with him being the head and the savior of the body, and what's even more glorious is the fact one day he's coming back for it. So this morning, we would like to look at a lesson outline 
three key differences between what a successful church is and what it is not. Because so often you see religious people and religious organizations calling themselves the church getting involved in doing a lot of things in this world. And even sometimes we who are of the truth, we can get distracted and become caught up in all of the quote-unquote good things we say these folks are doing. When folks sometimes, you know what? You need to stay focused. You need to stay focused and make sure you abide in the truth. Amen. Amen. As a minister, I'm constantly looking for materials, books, blogs, videos, etc., reading articles that deal with church growth and helping build a successful church. Unfortunately, much of the material available today view churches just like businesses. Some, some even want to say, well, we don't operate this thing like a corporation. Well, let me tell you, this is not a corporation. In fact, if you strip them of their religious language, many books and blogs could be just as easily applied to a restaurant or a clothing store. Mm -hmm. But the church isn't a business. But the church isn't a business. Amen. Its success is not defined by what a man sees as success. Let me say that again. The success of Christ's church is not defined by what you think or what I think. It's defined by what he says and what is written. Oh, y'all quiet. Instead, each congregation's success is defined by her faithfulness to the missions God has given in his word. Here are three ways to get past the world's pervasive definitions of success by going back to the Bible. That's where we need to be, folks. Amen. That's why we're not, not Fortune 500. <laughs> we need to go back to the Bible. Amen. And not only go back to it, we need to stay in it. Amen. By going back to the Bible to find what God considers to be success and faithfulness. Right. That's what we need to be concerned about. And we need to make sure we pay close attention to what the Word of God says and not seek the approval or the opinion of people. Let me tell you something about people. People will be with you today and people will be gone next Sunday. Uh -huh. That's right. <laughs> Point number one. A church is not successful just because it has a large number of people. Amen. If I tore certain pages out of this Bible, and refuse to preach on certain topics, we wouldn't have enough room to fit people up in this. If I quit teaching on fornication, if I quit teaching on robbing God, if I quit teaching on forgiveness, if I quit teaching on a lot of these subjects, you know what? And a person could come here and live any kind of way they want, come up in here, say they worship and don't feel condemned about anything, we wouldn't have enough room to accommodate people. That's right. That's right. 
But unfortunately, we choose to use the Bible. Amen. Not to just condemn, but to build up. Amen. But we have to understand, large numbers doesn't constitute success. Amen. Or devils will flop anything. Yes, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. That's not to say that a small church is automatically successful. Amen. Because some small congregations need to get busy. Yes, sir. Or they could be just as wrong as a large one. The size of a church has no bearing on whether or not that church is being faithful to its mission. Instead, a church is successful when it is helping every member grow to maturity as a contributing part of the body. Amen. The true work of a congregation is building up, feeding, building up, teaching, building up, training, building up, serving. Come on now. Not about how many, how, how many cars out on the parking lot, how many folks roll up in here. The truth be told, most people are gonna run from the true commitment of the church. Amen. Because who wants to commit to anything anymore? He, a man won't even commit to a woman to marry, but he wants to enjoy the pleasures of it. Commitment is about as dirty. As a hog in a pen. Mm -hmm. Who wants to commit? And especially having to deny yourself. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. But we have to understand this one body. Matter of fact, one of you brothers get Ephesians 4, 14 through 16. Numbers don't always tell the truth about a place. Man. Because you can have a large congregation with a bunch of dead folks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What does the Bible say, Ephesians 4, 14 through 16? That we henceforth be no more children. Uh-huh. Tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head in Christ. All right. The true mission work of the church is preparing folks to go to heaven. Amen. Reaching those that are lost, bringing them in, leading them into, and when they come into, helping them to get established, to grow. And be no longer children. You can't be children all your life in the church. Man. Man. The church's responsibility is to train, teach, you grow, you accept responsibilities, get involved. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I, I guarantee you, I don't care how large the congregation is. Probably only 25% of them are committed. Amen. The rest just roll. Show up. Whether there are 10 people or 10,000, what matters is that each one is being shown how to use their gifts to help build up the church. Amen. That's something for everybody in the Lord's church. Yes, it is. 
There's something for everybody to do, even children. Amen. You say, well, what can children do? They can obey their parents Amen. in the Lord. They can be respectful. They can listen. They can learn. And then, guess what? They can be used by God as they grow older. And they can serve. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. We're doing all right. A church is not successful because of, its, of the size, location, or beauty of its building. Now, I'm not saying that's not important. If God bless you to have a facility, you need to keep it up. Yes. Grass need to be cut. Yeah. You know, somebody drive up paper all over the ground and everything. The, the first conclusion people come to is that it's a nasty fault. Yeah. Yeah. about the trash laying out on the ground? Yeah. Nobody care enough to pick up and clean up. But folks, guess what? That ain't nowhere near the importance of really what the church is really about. Man. Though there's nothing wrong with having buildings, and it only makes sense to try to make the building look nice. Yeah. The building is simply what? Meeting place. God is so good to us, guess what? He allowed us to build this building. In the summertime, we click a switch, and cool air comes out. Actually, yeah. cold air. Yeah. In the wintertime, we click a switch, and Heat comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And man, just just do this. You notice it ain't no hard wood up on it. Man. God is so good, allowed us to buy cushion chairs. Yeah. Yeah. So that you might stay awake at least 30 minutes instead of falling asleep after 15. Man. <laughs> so if you're blessed to have it, guess what? Take care of But notice, it's just a meeting place. Yeah. It is not the church primary tool for evangelism. Right. And this is where so many congregations have gone off track. Yes, sir. And I pray that we're not guilty of it. Right. I don't teach this. Man. That's why it's so important we understand it. Jesus said in Matthew 28 and uh, 19. He yeah. said what? Go. go. Did he not say go, right? Yeah. He said go not get them to come. <laughs> no. No. He said go. Yeah. yeah. Now, so Brother May, are you saying it's wrong to invite? I didn't say it's wrong to invite people to come. But just because somebody doesn't come, does not release you of the responsibility to God. Amen. Amen. Jesus understood the hearts of people. Yeah. And some would never come and set foot up in here. Right. Or any other church building. Right. Therefore, Jesus said, go. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Not get them to come. Instead, the building should be a launching point for the mission of the church. Amen. Where we all gather together and then walk out with the purpose of spreading the gospel message with our friends, neighbors, and co-workers. We come here to get rejuvenated, to yeah. worship God, yeah. to get pumped up, fired up, educated, enlightened, empowered. 
go out of here, we go do battle. Yeah. We leave out of here, folks, and say, folks just crazy when they come up out of there. <laughs> crazy for the Lord. Amen. Crazy about their souls. Yeah. And because they won't come, we take it to them. Amen. We're talking about doing a tent meeting this summer, right down in Jenkinsburg. Right. Why? Because if folks won't come, that's right. Take it to them. Man. Even if they don't want to sit up under the tent when we put it up. Guess what? They can sit on their porch and listen. Man. The charge Jesus gave was to go. We, we, huh, we ain't got so stuck up, high-minded in ourselves that well, I asked them to come. They don't want to come. That's their problem. They won't be able to tell the Lord I didn't invite them. Well, you better go back and read the scriptures. Yes, sir. The charge is to go. Amen. Is that our mission? Absolutely is our mission. Man. And just because you put up a pretty building and spend umpteen million dollars on it, guess what? That ain't going to make some people come up in there. Amen. That's right. Because the mindset of a lot of people, they say, well, they didn't spend all their money on that building. All they're going to talk about is money. Yeah. Yeah. Folks, the charge is to go. We come here to encourage. Because guess what? It's war out there, folks. Yes, it is. And, and some of us get, we, we get beat on, we get bitten on, we get. Oh, we get knocked around. Man, it's war out there. I'm talking about spiritual war. It's warfare out there. Yes, it is. You come back up in here, man, we sing and monishing one another, encouraging one another, teaching one another. We, we, we get edified. Guess what? We recover from our wounds. Man. Only to do what? Go back out there. Yes, That's what it's about, folks. Man. Yeah, about us talking about we love God, but we'll write somebody off quick. No, sir. Well, they won't come. Well, go! Man. In other words, what matters isn't the building that brings people in, but what happens in the building that sends people out. Man. <laughs> what are we doing to prepare people to go out? We're teaching. Yeah. We're edifying. Yeah. We're teaching. We're edifying. We're teaching. Man, it's easy when we come together here because we're all of the same mind, same judgment, teacher. Ain't no friction up in here. Man. Man. Don't, don't come up and think, oh, you've done such a great thing. You came today. And it's a great thing to worship God. Don't get me wrong. Man. It's a privilege. Man. But don't think you can punch a clock and say, got that done. I'm good to go. No. The work is just beginning. Man. When you walk out of here. Yes, Some of us, even when we walk out of here, it might be hell. Soon as we get in on the parking lot and sit in the car. Mm -hmm. What? What is that? You just pick up from where you stopped after you arrived. Man. It's warfare. Yeah. Yeah, I got quiet on that one. A church is not successful simply because it has a calendar full of events. Oh, right. Come on, man. 
this, we have that, we have this, we have that, we have that. But my question is, do you have the truth? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Once again, events aren't necessarily good or bad in themselves. We do a lot of things. We were at the nursing home yesterday. Great time. Great time. Man, nothing like those residents' eyes lighting up. And some of them walking along with us. Some of them in their wheelchairs. And uh, they're just strolling, coming along with us and everything. Man, beautiful thing. But now, don't, 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 don't stick your chest out too far on that. <laughs> it's good to have events and, and get involved. But listen to this. They can hinder true growth. Though when busyness is used as a substitute for growth, it's good for the church to spend time together, but not at the exclusion of a community focus. It's good for the church to have fun together, but not at the expense of service and evangelism. Amen. See, see, we 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 ain't here to offer you a good time. Come on now. Your good time should be focused in serving God. Amen. See, some of us want to bring a good time, a worldly definition of good time. Come on. And mix it up in here. No, no, no. Amen. See, you, you should be excited about in the fellowship with your brother or sister in Christ. Yeah. You should have a good time in serving together. Yeah. And Doing things to glorify God. Yeah. See, well, we won't define that as a good time. How come God always got to come up in the conversation? <laughs> well, who do you think is in heaven? Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to read that again. It's good for the church to spend time together. We promote that. Yeah. We have a potluck every Sunday for folks to come hang around, get to know each other other than on a high-by basis and uh, see you Wednesday, maybe, probably won't. We'll see you next Sunday. We ain't gonna call nobody. We promote that, but not at the exclusion of a community focus. We can't get so caught up in ourselves that we forget what our true mission is. Man. That's a mission field out there. Yes, it is. For us, it's good for the church to have fun together. We promote that. Yeah. Spiritual quality, good time, coming together, talking, enjoying ourselves. You know, we might even go bowling or our brother Gerard, some of the brothers, they took the young guys to paintball and this and that. But guess what? That's just an attitude. Yeah. What's truly important and the main thing we should be focusing on, not at the expense of service and evangelism. Man. Or you'll show up to eat or, or do some other stuff. But when it comes to serving and working in the vineyard, come on now. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> Instead, what matters is that. The time spent together is used to build up the spiritual lives of the members. Acts yeah. 2, 42, 47. Yeah. They had all things in common, right? Yes, they, they, they studied together. They, they shared things together. They worked together. I understand early church, man, they were under persecution and, and all this stuff. But guess what? 
should be even closer with the freedom and liberties we have. Amen. Amen. Building up spiritual lives of the members, serve the needy. Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Yeah. And evangelize the community. Matthew 25. I was in prison. He ain't busy. I was naked. He ain't giving no clothes. I was hungry. He ain't giving me Oh, but we got a lot of activities on our calendar. Man, you can bowl and do all these other things you want. But what you need to be concerned of, what is God going to be interested in at judgment? Amen. God don't care about you going bowling. Right. How many strikes you have. That's right. When these folks were hungry, what did you do to help feed them? When they needed clothes, when they needed help, what did you do to reach out to help them? Right. Well, I, I called Brother May. I called Brother Bob. I called Brother Tim. No, no, no. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You're part of the body, right? Yeah. For all of us to be involved to do. Amen. <laughs> Boy, and evangelize the community. Is that just for the preacher? Is that just for the elder? Is that just for the deep? Whose responsibility is it to evangelize? Do we? Do we? Probably not. Right. There you go again. Want to dump somebody on somebody else? Mm -hmm. Well, how come you just can't share with that person what you learn and understand about being saved? Amen. That's an evangelistic message itself. Right. The Bible said we were all enemies of the cross at one time. Guess what? We were all children of wrath. Right. You weren't born a member of the church of Christ. That's right. Somewhere along the line, somebody took the time to teach you. Man. You heard something and you recognized I need to be saved. That's, that's, your, that's your teaching right there. You can't teach anything else. Tell them the effect the gospel had on you when you heard it. We already know you were lost. Right. I always want to dump somebody else. This person talking to you. And sometimes people build a bond with you. They build a closeness with you. They don't want to be dumped off on somebody they don't know. your chance to learn more. Well, brother, man, this person keep asking me, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to give you some information on what to share with them. Don't try to get out of it. <laughs> this is a learning experience for you also. Amen. See, I think people sometimes forget everybody, everybody can't call brother me. It's just one brother me. It might be a hundred of you all. Hmm. And then you get mad when I can't answer everybody at the same time. 
That's why it's all of our responsibility Amen. to evangelize. Amen. And brother me ain't the only one who know the Bible around here. That's right. But even yet, don't become so dependent upon asking somebody else, study yourself. Amen. Man, we've got literature back there. We have videos, we have CDs and all this stuff. Yeah. And turn BTVH1 and all this other stuff off. Man. Study. Man. Learn something. Man. Then you can help build the church up. Yeah. Help lead even more people to Christ. Is that all right? Amen. Don't get caught up talking about something. Yeah, we, we, got, we do all this stuff. doing everything right. Anybody can get busy and do a bunch of stuff. Right. But what's the meaning and the purpose behind all this stuff? We need to beware of false teaching. Just like a landmine. Yes, sir. You, you, you see it on TV. person step on a landmine, they hit a click. That's a bad predicament to be in. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's a bad position. Yes, and, and some folks are, 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 are standing on religious landmines yeah. because they've been deceived and bamboozled into believing just because we add all this rock and roll stuff and the praise dancers and all of this other stuff to entertain people and get them stirred up. Just because they feel good doesn't mean it's acceptable to God. Amen. The church needs to stay with the truth. Avoid these dangerous doctrines, as, as Paul once said, damnable doctrines. Yeah. Need to avoid them and recognize them. But the only way you can recognize them, you have to study. Amen. You have to know what a lie is in comparison to what the truth says. Amen. If I don't know what the truth is, how do I know it's false? All right. right? All right. This is what the church needs. This is what the church needs to hold on to. That's it. Sound doctrine. That's it. Where can we find sound doctrine? In the Word. In the Word. Amen. In the word. And all we have to do, if Christ is the head of the church, Matthew, <coughs> excuse me, Matthew 16, Jesus said, upon that truth, Peter spoke. Yeah. Yeah. That he was going to build his church. Yeah. That he is the Christ, the Son of the Amen. Living God, right? Amen. If Christ built his church, would he not know how he wants the church to operate? Surely he would, right? Well, did he not leave us and his word, what to do, how to act, how it should function? Yes, he did. Well, if he left us all of that, why do we need to go beyond that? We don't. So we need to just stick with sound doctrine Man. that's been left. The truth. Man. The pillar of truth. As he said, the church, which is the pillar of truth. Man. So what we do, what goes on, should be according to what is written. Man. 
Not about making you feel good. That's right. Folks talk about something. Well, I don't like that dad because, you know, his, his, his preaching and teaching don't do nothing for me. <laughs> I won't even come. <laughs> and I pray the truth will do something for you. Amen. The question has often been asked, if your church were closed, if your church were to close its doors tomorrow, would anybody outside of it know us? If this property was seized today, chains put on the doors, do not enter, no trespassing, what would the people in this surrounding area say? Or would they say anything? Right. God forbid that they don't say anything. And see, that's even worse. They Man. need to know. Yes, sir. That's more work for us. Man. I was sharing with somebody every week. I tried to at least a couple of times during the week. Get in the church van. When I'm running here, sometimes I just drive the church van around. And it never, never fails. People come up to me and say, this a church of Christ in Locust Grove? I said, sure is. And you know, I got literature and everything, talk to them, pass it out. Information, time of service, all this stuff. From just driving around a van. Man. It's a church in Locust Grove. Sure is. We're working now to get a sign out there on 42. It's something for everybody to do in the kingdom. Amen. Somebody has something they can offer. Amen. Don't ever sit there and talk about, well, I ain't got nothing to do or, or I, I don't want nobody to think this. If you're doing it to glorify God, you're doing it in the right spirit, the way you're supposed to. Quit, quit talking about something I don't want nobody. Quit worrying about somebody. Think about serving God. Amen. Would anybody notice the doors were closed? That's a fair question, a challenging question. Yeah. Or would people say, bless you. I ain't never do nothing around here anyway. <laughs> Many ideas of what makes a church successful in terms of numbers and what goes on inside the doors can still leave the church invisible in the community. Yeah, yeah. Hey, some folks leave here on Sunday. It's like your GPS don't work again till next Sunday. Say so we're going out in the neighborhood to knock on doors. Who do that? We do that. That's right. And not only do we go out and knock, we do mail outs. Man. How you expect to how you expect people to know what you're here if you if you won't go out? That's right. And they know where we are. That ain't what the Bible says. The Man. Bible says go. Yes, it does. And we need not to ever forget that. And the Bible charges us yeah. to go. Yeah. 
That's what we need to make sure is top priority in our service. Truly successful churches will constantly be looking to strengthen their members so they can shine God's light of love and truth to the people around them. That's what we should be about. Serving. Go on out. Go on out. Go on out. Go on out. You can still invite. But that don't 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 get don't get caught up on that. That's right. But I asked them to come, but they won't come. Fine. You keep running into them, you keep telling them. Keep offering, keep teaching. Amen. One or two things, they're gonna accept or they're gonna get tired of being around you. And you know what? When they get tired of being around you, fine. They ain't about the right thing anyway. Right. This is a weeding out system. See, some of us get entangled being around the wrong people. Man. And the wrong people holding us back from doing what we should be doing to promote and glorify God and build up the kingdom. Yeah. We're hanging around dead batteries. And we wonder why when we try to crank up the go, we Every now and then it'll hit. But you know why it, the turnover is so hard? Because the wrong people are draining everything out of you. Man, get around somebody with some fire in Same mind. Same judgment. To serve God. And to be about the work of the church. Get caught up and talk about, well, I'm building this and, and, and we got this program, that program, all that's fine, well, and good. Most importantly, we're concerned about a person's soul. That's the true definition of a successful congregation that the Lord is interested in. I pray to God that's what we're striving to be. But we need your help, folks. See, when we offer these classes on Monday nights, and we won't even talk about Sunday evening. Oh. Wednesday mornings, Wednesday morning, believe it or not, Wednesday mornings we have Bible study here from 11 until. Usually from 11 to 12, but sometimes it goes over. How good it might get, it may go longer. But until one teaches the class, and guess what? You're invited. You're invited. Let me take that back. You should have to invite your own members. That's right. That's right. Have you told anybody? Sometimes folks just sitting around the house Wednesday mornings, watching TV, watching these crazy, stupid shows. Maury. What's the, what's the court show paternity judge or whatever? Who, who's the true baby dad? <laughs> I mean, you and Christian both sitting around just filling their mind with this crazy stuff. Yeah. You could be here at Bible study learning something. Or telling somebody, we have Bible study from 11 o'clock to 12 on Wednesday mornings. Uh -huh. 
you know what? I, I'll be at work, but I know you all. You should go check it out. Yeah. I could let Brother Tillman know I got a guest coming and look. Folks! Man. Man. Well, all good things must come to an end. Don't be deceived by thinking. Our church is so much on the ball and doing everything so great because of large numbers, because of a full calendar, and because it appears to please all the people. To be honest, People want to hear what they want to hear. Not many want to hear what God truly has to say. What, what did they tell the prophets back in the day? Prophesy on us. Tell us the smooth things. The smooth things. We don't want to hear what God got to say. Man, tell us what we want to hear. And if you give us what we want, We'll keep coming. But when you get off track and start telling us what God said, they told our prophet, we'll kill you. Well, I pray our hearts are better than the people back then. Amen. That we have a desire to hear a word from the Lord. Amen. Let's work together. Let's study together. Let's yeah. pray together. Yeah. Let's strive to be the church that you read about on the inspired pages of inspiration. Yeah. We can do it yeah. if we allow Christ to be the head of his church. Amen? Amen. Everybody on board? Mm, boy, that wasn't... <laughs> Yeah.